Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Pora Kennessy is from the uh, Yall Chamber of Tourism and Development. He's the president there in County Cork and he's with us on the line today. Um, Pora, tell us about the concerns, the issues that you're raising around the government's um, housing policy for Ukrainian refugees at the minute. Well, I mean, our, our, my, my own personal view on it, uh, being in the hospitality business in Yall, uh, you know, we're a small tourist town. We rely on tourism. We don't have any industry. Um, and it just seems that, that um, the accommodation that we're offering in Yall has been taken over by the government, um, you know, with no forethought into seeing the damage that, that it will do um, to the tourism industry in Yall. Give us a paint a picture, I suppose, for us, Porrick, at the moment, like in, in terms of the number of um, bed spaces or accommodation providers and, and how many, I suppose, the government have, have taken over at the minute. Well, we only have, uh, on average, about 58 bed nights left in you all, um, which for a seaside town this time of year um, is just ridiculous, you know. Um, the last two years with the pandemic, <clears throat> we've had a lot of staycationers come through you all to show them what we have to offer. And we have a huge offering in you all, um, in both history and at, on beach and, and blue flag beaches and so on. And... Um, you know, they have, to me, they've wiped it out. I mean, we do see it. Um, 58 bed nights in, in a seaside town with no industry and that we rely on tourism because we're a tourist town. Um, you know, it's just, I just, I just, I can't grasp what, what the, the, the government's thinking was of taking all the hotel, hotel rooms out of service for so people are, who want to come to So visit. are the majority of the hotel spaces or, or tourism providers in Yall at the moment, there's only 58 nights, is that what you're saying? That's all that's left? Yeah, on average, yeah, uh, 58 bed nights in, in Yall. Between so. now and the end of the kind of the summer season, effectively? Well, yeah, I mean, we have one hotel um, that's available um, and it's, you know, it's, it's got, I think, roughly about 24, 25 rooms um, and the rest of them would be small uh, bread and breakfast or Airbnb. Um, you know, the two other hotels in town. I mean, I, I do understand hoteliers, you know, view on it. You know, when somebody's dangling the carrot and says, okay, guys, we're going to give you 100%, 100% occupancy for the next six months, 12 months, you know, two years. After coming out of the pandemic, I do understand why, where, where the hoteliers will will accept it from the government. But I just think in a small seaside town, and it's not just y'all, it's happened throughout the country. I've spoken to many people um, where... There's no, there's no thinking what the government are doing. They're just calling, cold calling hotels. We'll give you 100% occupancy. Um, you know, put, put these poor people in those hotels, and that's it. End of story. We've our job done and move on. But they're actually forgetting about the local, the local economy, and and not having tourism. It, is it having like what is the ripple effect of this on on other um, I suppose other outlets other you know the 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 tourism industry isn't just the hotel industry but all of the other providers I suppose Porrick as well. Well, the way we look at it, I mean, speaking to um, the other traders in town, you know, from the butcher shop to the <clears throat> excuse me to the florist um, and to the supermarket, you know, people come to you all they stay in in. Um, the, the big hotel that we have over here at the beach, they had 48, um, you know, three-bedroom houses that people would come down and stay in for a week with a family. They're, on average, will go out in town and spend money in the hospitality two nights a week. 
they will then stay in house and probably cook between, you know, family of four, family of five. And, you know, they're not going to bring their, their shopping with them. They will shop locally in town. So they will go to the butcher shop or the supermarket or so on and so forth. So the ripple effect is, has moved down through it. And you can actually see it in your, um, you know, during the week, there's, there's just nobody around. So it, it's affected it massively, you know. I suppose, like, this situation was totally unforeseen, Pork, back in February when, when the, all of this started. And, you know, everyone is kind of trying to do their best from the humanitarian um, efforts and, and the country's humanitarian response. But it's not that you're saying that we shouldn't do this, but your point is that it's, it's, it's to do with, I suppose, the, the accommodation that is being sought. 100%. I mean, listen, I see the Ukrainian people walking on the beach every evening. They don't want to be in y'all or in Ireland. They want to be back in their own homes in their own country. Um, of course, you know, uh, it's a humanitarian crisis. When, you know, we understand that. But I guess my own personal view is that it was, you know, we'll, we'll take X amount of people in and we will just put them wherever we, we want to put them. You know, there's no, there's no thought into it and saying, okay, look, we have a town that's inland, they don't rely on tourism, it has, it has industry, it does have hotels. Um, you know, this time of year, they would probably only have 40, 50% occupancy because it's, it's summertime. Um, and instead of just call calling any hotel and saying, okay, look, we'll take it, we'll guarantee you this, we'll guarantee you that. I mean, of course, we, you know, we have to help out as a country, we get that. We, you know, we're not saying that, it's just... I suppose it's just an accommodation shortage, though, isn't it, nationwide? Like that's, I mean, only last week we, we heard from um, the Taoiseach and, and Thánis, the Leah Varadkar and, and Michal Martin around, you know, the, the various different types of accommodation that has now been needed. We saw people last week sleeping in, in you know, in, in parts of Dublin Airport and then been moved out to City yeah. West to, to a shelter there. But, like, it's just probably just the accommodation isn't there, Pork. No, it's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, definitely all, all is, I mean, many, many years ago, uh, we had plenty of combination in, in, um, in the all, but, you know, it's just, it's just getting less and less. So, look, I, I get it. I know there's a shortage everywhere. I mean, it's just, that's, that's, you know, after coming out of the two-year pandemic in the hospitality business and in, and in every other business, um, and now to face into, into this, you know, for, for, for the winter months, uh, where you don't have any tourism, like we do get a lot of tourism in the winter season in all because of our beaches, our blue flag beaches, um, and, and a lot of other things to do. Um, so people just won't come. There's just nowhere to stay. So, you know. Stay with us, Park. Um, 1800 453 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Kay is on the line as well. Kay, you, you are the, um, well, you're the owner of Kay's Flowers in Yall. Do That's you, right. yeah, yes. do, yeah. Have you noticed, like, is, is there a I lack of tourists? Really sweet, yeah, I, I really feel uh, this year especially, you know, I mean, it's definitely affecting the prosperity of the town, you know, and um, it's definitely affecting the economic impact on retail avail- availability of the town, you know. Um, I mean, you're talking about fishing trips, harbour trips, um, and even running the tourist office there, you know, in you at the moment, obviously, you don't have the tourists, you know. We have a tourist office and I just spoke to Sandra there who's down there and she said it's so quiet. Like I've noticed the afternoons just die away here, you know, 
And um, I mean, obviously, I know I know the the whole situation with the Ukraines, but I we really feel left down by the government, you know. And I am disappointed, you know, that uh, all this um, deal was done so secretive, and there was no consultation with the town, you know. When when also we do have a lot of derelict buildings, you know. Maybe if they did come to the hotel uh, short term, that those derelict buildings maybe could have been looked at and maybe done up and it would have revived the whole centre of the town, you know. She you know yourself um, that it'd probably take so long, Kay, in terms probably of... take so long, but there they are some they are some that aren't in, in that bad estate, I must because um, I volunteer myself to do the uh, windows in the derelict buildings and I've been into a lot of them. And some of them aren't too bad, you know. But um, I just feel, you know, kind of, we've lost over 700 beds there, you know, um, in the town. And um, I'm not sure where it's going to end. I know from talking to a lot of the traders, you know, everybody really is struggling with this, you know. I would have footfall now. You know, we have a thing here in the town where, we pass on each other's names, you know, if somebody was looking for a certain service or a certain item, you know. And I haven't gotten that this year, unfortunately, you know. They're in a diff- diff- very difficult position, though, Kay, because it's very hard to ask, yeah. you know, the, when you think of what the families and, and what they've gone through and, you know, they come over to Ireland and you get a bed in a hotel and, and you know, I'm sure like nothing wrong with the, with, the, with the hotel. I'm sure anyone's in. But, you know, look, obviously they don't want to, you know, don't want to be here. And you know, oh, very, very yeah. hard to yeah. ask people then to say, you know, will you, will you get out of the, the, the bedroom effectively in the hotel to free up accommodation? For the summer and we yeah, well, I, I suppose we yeah, like we have a big occasion coming there now in a few weeks' time called the Ironman, and um, thankfully everybody in the town has opened up their homes, you know, to accommodate those um, those athletes, you know, who are doing the Ironman, and um, like the, people have been really very generous, and we are very generous here in the town, and we would have fierce sympathy for Ukrainian people there. I've I've done several fundraisers here in the shop for them. And um, they've been in and out and they are very grateful. We're not saying that. I suppose what we're saying is we were told that it's a tourism town. And yet the government turns around and takes away everything from us that that has to do with, with, with the tourism for people to stay, you know. As you know, we have the longest boardwalk in the town and Car- in, in Ireland and Cork County Council, in fairness, have done an awful lot of work with the town. But we, we just can't, like we're not going to get tourists from far away. They're going. They're going to come from near towns. They're only coming on day trips, you know. So the, the spend isn't there, like you know. But um, is it? You know, and yeah. Yeah. No, I just wanted to ask Porrick, you you're, you just to go back on a point you mentioned. I mean, like you're you sort of you're you're critical, effectively, of the, the the government's policy around you know housing Ukrainian refugees, and obviously we, we've talked about the fact that there is such a shortage of available accommodation, but. I mean, what, I suppose. What are they? What do you think they should do, or what? What can they do? I suppose. Well, I mean, I, listen. Uh, it's 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 not that I'm critical of of what the government have done. I mean, I'm criti- critical of of them coming to. And again, as I said, we're not just talking about y'all here. Uh, Tremor, uh, been up in Mayo. They've taken some hotels there in small little you know tourist uh, villages, and and I understand that they have to find accommodation, but. They should have, to me, there was no forethought. You, you know, you've got to look into saying, okay, these, these four people could be here for two or three years' time, or, you know, for the next two or three years. So are they going to house them in the hotels for the next two or three years? You know, you have to, 
you know, look look ahead and say, okay, where can we put these? There's an army barracks in, in Clamel that's vacant that could probably hold six to 700, um, you know, people. Um, another barracks in Fumoy, you know, they didn't look at it that way. So, you know, that's I guess that's that's our point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's going to be resolved, then, or if you think this, the, the, the conflict is going to go on for the next two or three years, you, you can't just leave them in hotels. You have to, you know, say, okay, let's come up with a master plan here and look where we're going to, 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 um, to house and take care of these poor people. Okay. So. Um, Owen O'Mara Walsh is uh, the Chief Executive of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. Owen, thanks for joining us on the programme today. Do you share Porrock's view? I do, I do, and I, I share Kay's view as well. I mean, it, it's definitely an issue. I mean, there's an already already an accommodation shortage uh, within the tourism industry, but that's been, if you like, exacerbated by um, the refugee situation. And I think Pork is, is dead right. I mean, uh, you know, understandably, we need to welcome um, on a humanitarian basis um, refugees from, from Ukraine. Uh, and I think hotels, you know, are, are a short-term fix, but they can't in any way be seen as a medium to long-term fix because the unintended consequences for the tourism industry are really, really severe. And the thing to keep in mind is that the tourism industry is the, the country's biggest indigenous industry and it's the largest regional employer. So, you know, you're talking about Yall at the moment, but equally places like Ennis Diamond have very little uh, tourism accommodation stock uh, because of the allocation of rooms to Ukraine. So it's really incumbent to my mind on on, on the government to, to come up with a, a proper uh, master plan as to how to move um, refugees to more appropriate accommodation. I mean, they, the government has said from the outset that the hotels were only ever going to be used on, on a short-term basis. Mm. But what, we, what we're worried about now is how long will this go on for? Because it's well, definitely you... having an impact this summer, but we don't want it to have an impact in, into next year. So things like holiday homes, vacant dwellings, unused buildings, student accommodation, all that sort of stuff really needs to be um, used um, rather than uh, tourism accommodation because as an industry, uh, we're, we're, we're going to suffer and it's going to really uh, affect the recovery of the sector. Do you envisage or do you have any idea actually on how long, um, the, the, you know, contracts, I suppose, with hoteliers at the moment um, where, where uh, refugees are currently, I suppose, staying or being housed? Do you know roughly or what's the average for I, how long those contracts I, I, are? I don't. I, I don't. I've heard, I've heard three months, I've heard six months, but I suppose the danger is that, you know, this is being managed by the Department of Children rather than the Department of Tourism. Um, so, so the danger is the Department of Children, are, are understandably, they just want to, to, to house uh, refugees and, and, and put them up. And, you know, hoteliers who, you know, as, as you drift into the autumn-winter months, hoteliers could well sort of roll the contract over if, if the department wanted it, because, as, as I think Porrick mentioned, it's guaranteed income for a period of time. But that, that has massive knock-on consequences for the broader tourism ecosystem. For example, like, you know, Fulcher Ireland figures would point to for every euro spent by a tourist in accommodation, €2.50 is spent in ancillary tourism services, whether that's attractions, activities, restaurants, vintners. So obviously that €2.50 isn't finding its way at the moment into a lot of tourism towns throughout the country. I mean, the latest figures we have, it's very difficult to work out. So, I mean, you know, one thing we would love is a bit of transparency about it, but, about it. But the latest figures we sort of estimate is that about 15% of 
of all tourism uh, accommodation stock throughout the country is being used for um, Ukrainians or asylum seekers. Um, but how do you how is that fifteen percent allocated? Like by the sounds of it, y'all is getting far more than fifteen percent. So, you know, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to the government strategy at the moment, okay. and, and we really need them to, to take stock and look at the consequences on a sector as important as tourism. But how do you balance that with, you know, the, like the fact that this was utterly unforeseen uh, before February of, of this year? Nobody expected this to go on for as long as it has. You know, the, the goodwill of the Irish nation, the humanitarian response. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, like, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I just, how do you balance that then? Because we just have a shortage of housing. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. It's a balance that we need. But at the moment, the the disproportionate balance is being is being hit, taken by the tourism sector. So, are you the, saying then the tourism towns shouldn't have an allocation of? What no, I think there should. I think there should be an allocation, but I think it should be fairly equitable. And I, I just think it it shouldn't be just commercial hotels that are being used. It should be a whole vast array of other um, accommodation options. And I, I don't think the government has been as proactive or as um, assertive, if you like, in exploring those other avenues because they're more complicated. It's much easier to do a deal with a hotel. It's much more difficult to, I don't know, source, you know, uh, unused buildings or vac- vacated dwellings or holiday homes. But the government needs to move in that to, to that area because okay. remember, remember, this situation is only kind of getting worse because there's more arrivals all the time and they're not moving out of hotels. So, you know, you, you kind of wonder where this is going. And I just think there needs to be a sort of a, a balanced approach so that all of society and all of business kind of, you know, take on the burden and the tourism industry isn't disproportionately affected. Uh, Ono Mara Walsh, Chief Executive of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. Pork Hennessy there from the Yall Chamber of Tourism and Kay as well from Kay's Flowers in Yall. Thanks for joining us in the programme. Um, Some of the messages now in on this, because I'm interested actually in your your, your take on this discussion today. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us. People aren't staycationing because we're being ripped off. We staycationed during the pandemic and now we've been taken advantage of, says this texter. Declan says um, people from Ukraine are only temporarily in this country. It's not like they want to be here long term. We just have to give a, a dig out to help people. I'm sure the hotels are buying food from local retailers. There shouldn't be this knock on effect. Another person says, I think your listeners being disingenuous, uh, blaming the government, not the owners of hotels. They made the decision to put their profits above the benefits of the town that they depend on. I think your listeners should be giving out to them, suggests this texter. Another listener says, your two guests from y'all are absolutely right. Nobody wants to see uh, refugees being turned away, but the government have not thought this out in term of, terms of a long-term plan. Keep the messages coming into us. 53106 uh, is the number. We will come back to this maybe a little bit later in the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.